0: This is the Ink, Pray, Love podcast. We talk all things health, wealth, and community connection. Let's go. Welcome back to this episode of the Ink, Pray, Love podcast. I got someone special to me on this one. This is my homie G, Gerard Adams. You all know him. And what I love about him is he's built businesses. He's a success, successful human, but he went from building Daily Mail, selling it for 50 million to then now carving out the new generation of leaders like conscious leaders here to make the world a better place. And that's why I originally was like, I got to hang out with this guy. We had a bunch of mutual mutual friends. I was seeing his content. I was seeing him pop up in a bunch of my close friends spaces. And I was like, I need to know this guy. Uh, uh, This is, this guy's a homie already. And I want to know what he's about. So I went to leaders, create leaders and that's his um, forum, his emporium, his space for people to get together and level up and connect as leaders and that single-handedly brought me so many other connections and business opportunities from the people coming together and so today i want him to give a little mini master class a talk about leadership this is the dilf of the year he's a new daddy so i thought that would be hilarious to say that gee gerard thank you for coming how you doing Oh dude, I love it, man. Honestly, that's it, bro. That's it. Like, take me <laughs> now, bro.
1: Dope for the year, that's gotta be the best uh best compliment, man. I love it, dude. So funny, man. I love that about you. You bring such humor and I'm uh you know hoping that we can Definitely have if you're listening to this, just have some fun on this episode and uh, get real, get raw, get practical, but also just have fun, man. And you always bring that essence, um, that playful essence, man, and um, bring such a smile on my face. And every person you meet, dude, I'm just like, of course I would do this podcast because um, it's just oh, awesome connecting with you, bro. You're you're such a a humble um fun and someone who also just like makes things happen you know i'm I'm witnessing you as an entrepreneur just going out there and experimenting with so many different business business models Um, but it's just like who you be on that journey though that i'm just like yeah this guy is the real deal and that's what i like to surround myself with so yeah bro thank you so much for having me on the show
0: I love that. Thank you. That's very heartwarming. And speaking of making things happen. So we were going to have this podcast and then it was like, oh, maybe it won't work out. Maybe it will work out today. And then it it did. And I was across the city and I have a, you know, my, I just had surgery this, this last week. So my foot's in a boot and I was driving this bends with my left foot. And I was like, oh, I gotta go jump on a podcast and I'm driving across the street with my left foot, a little dangerous, but I'm doing it very well and responsibly. I wasn't going fast or speeding or anything like that. And, but it was like an interesting thing. I was like, okay, I gotta go do this podcast with Gerard Adams and drive on my left foot across the city. i make things happen. <laughs> this is what you gotta do. Yeah. So, Bed. I wanted to jump in first with the people that don't know a little bit about your story. And I'm sure you've told it many times, but maybe there's a new way that how you feel today, you today, how you want to speak it. But mm-hmm. let people know a little bit of how you became the guy you are in this seat, who you are now.
1: Thanks, bro, for the opportunity. I realize, and if you're listening to this too, like, maybe you felt like, oh, you know, does my story even really matter? Or maybe you feel like you've told it a million times. And recently, i it's actually been one of the things that I have just realized. I was just like, man, like it, it, your story, like, is so sacred, it's so special, and um, you can never tell it enough. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's ever evolving, and so just the opportunity for me to like to open up about it uh, is just not op- is really cool. You know, because I know there's definitely people out there that just don't know my backstory, and so I'm not gonna go into um, the whole long. <laughs> documented version. Uh, but I will just like you mentioned, like what's what's in, what feels true today. And for me, one of the things I can say is I was really blessed to have such an amazing foundation of family. Um, my mom and dad are just so important to me. And I know that everybody is, is, um, is blessed to have a mother and a father. And for me to be able to have both uh, parents that just you know loved me and mentored me it just really set me up and so I just owe so much to them I also have two beautiful sisters that I know you know my younger sister Monica she's dumb, and um, yeah she's amazing yeah and we're, so cool. we're so close and she supports with our retreats and she's been involved in my ecosystem my older sister is just a badass she inspired me growing up so much bro I used to like go downstairs and in the basement where her room was and just be like man I want to be like her you know she she would always be doing artistic crafts or and she would always be dying people's hair all different colors and that's probably why a lot of times I'll I like to I like to test out different colors um, about that time soon here Um, but I just at a young age I had this entrepreneurial spirit I was constantly looking for different hustles whether I was like hustling Shirts from Mark Echo that my boy's dad worked and got him off the truck to selling <laughs> weed to fake IDs to, <laughs> you know, even when I was even younger, like like baseball cards, basketball cards, all types of stuff, man. I was always figuring lollipops. I mean, I just it was always something right. And, yeah. and so like I was just I didn't know that that was setting me up to be an entrepreneur, but it was just something that naturally I loved. I went to art school as a kid, so I was really passionate about art. And, um, I just felt like a, an outcast, you know, I felt like an underdog because I just wasn't able to get good grades and get into certain classes as a young kid. The AT is what they called it in the States. And a lot of kids I knew, like got into better classes and they got first string in sports. I wasn't that, you know, wasn't that great at sports. And, uh, I just always felt different. And, um, I ended up getting like super bullied as a kid you know, chased, I was either getting ditched by kids or jumped by kids, you know, chased home with bats, snuck all the time and just like punched. Um, I don't know what it was, you know, as a kid, but it was just, it was, it was tough. And it really took a toll on me where I felt like I wasn't going to make it, you know, I felt like I was going to become this failure and, that kind of led me into a gang life that led me into selling drugs and led me into a moment in time where I was surrounded by cops doing a drop off. And in this moment, it was just like, woo, woo, cops surrounding me. And in that moment, I was like, this is it. I'm going to jail 17. I was just like, I'm going to get locked up and uh, become that failure. And in that moment, somebody was committing grand theft auto right in front of me and they just, uh, Gave me a second chance in that moment. The cop was like, "No, it's not him. It's this car in front of him." They were like, "Kid, get out of here!" And in that moment, pulling away, bro, I just felt like I had a guardian angel, which is my grandmother. She passed away of cancer when I was really young, 12, 13 and uh, that really impacted me in a big way because she was she was my best friend. She was the person who always spoke to me and told me I'm different. They don't understand you, but you're gonna be great one day. When she died, I felt like a piece of me died too. And that day, I felt like. My grandma Vera was getting me a second chance, and that's when I decided to channel my hustle spirit from hustling on the streets and using those street smarts to start learning about business, leveraging the internet. I fell in love with the internet. I think our generation is really unique, Aaron, because like, yo, we had the birth of the internet. Like, I literally remember being a kid where the internet didn't really exist, and all of a sudden, we had this... Dial up, <laughs> Net Zero, Dang. AOL. All of yep. a sudden, Nextel phones. <laughs> yeah. You know, thinking we're cool with the Nextel. Who had the Nextel? You know, and yeah. and um and then all of a sudden, the birth of i i i uh, iTunes and iPhones yeah. and like we were just like part of that era, man. And and I just was all in on all in. I just fell in love with this game of the internet and um, got a mentor at a young age that taught me how to build online communities, how to build an email list, how to mm. trade stocks. And this was a young dude that ended up getting in like 60 minutes, young millionaire, got a ton of publicity. And uh, I was lucky enough to become like a fly on the wall and become an intern. And, and he uh, he taught me so much and that changed my life forever, man. I, I dropped out my first semester, built my first online community called Stock Spot. It was a community for stock traders. That led me to more mentors in my life, but that ended up leading to an agency that I helped small cap publicly traded companies to get awareness. That was my first eight figure company by 24. Lost it all being, uh, you know, just someone who didn't really understand uh, how to respect money, I guess you can say, you know, just all the cars, penthouses, all the things. But like it got taken from me when the economy crashed. And, um, my mom was the one who inspired me to bounce back. She was the one who said, G- you know what, gee, like they can take everything away from you externally, but they'll never take this, they'll never take. And they, she pointed to, to her head and to her heart she was like, so go out back out there and do it again. And, and she told me a story of immigrating to this country with nothing from Colombia. My mom's Colombian and on my father's side, Italian. And, and my grandparents on my father's side immigrated to, to America to give us a chance and my mom immigrated from Colombia, and she just told me like what she went through, like coming to this country with absolutely nothing. And even with, whatever they did have, it burnt in a fire. And so she just like with tears in her eyes told me this story that I had never known. And here I am at like 24, you know, I was a, a first millionaire in my family, but then lost it all and felt so ashamed and felt like such a, oh my God, how did I fuck this up? Mm-hmm. And my mom told me that story and she was like, so you get out there and you do it again. And that's what led me to... Taking another chance at um, at my dreams of giving a voice to a generation, which then became Elite Daily, the number one online publication in the United States, 80 million readers per month, and then selling that in uh, 2015 uh, and – That's at that moment, this was when I was like, Well, I'm not losing it again. You know, like, so I started really asking more tough questions as to, you know, God, what do you, why did this happen? What do you want me to do going forward? And that's what led me to leaders create leaders. That's what led me to start thinking about my identity beyond that business world and what is my purpose. And, um, and then ever since, for the last seven years, I've been dedicated to creating leaders
0: uh, on the planet. I love this. Wow. So much to tap on. Thank you for sharing all that. That's that's boss. We had so many similarities in growing up as well. I got bullied like crazy. That's when I got into drugs and gangs and all this stuff and then just wanted to be a baller. I was hood rich at a young age. Very, very um, irresponsible with money, the cars and all the bullshit and then had to find myself. But yeah, I respect you so much for going and taking it to really, really high levels. I think I said Daily Mail. I don't know where I got that from. My bad. Um, daily Mail is the company that acquired us. Oh, okay. So I didn't mess
1: yep. it up. Totally.
0: Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, it was
1: close, man. You got the daily part, you know, you daily, <laughs> Daily Mail. Yeah. And yeah. Daily
0: Mail was our acquirer. So, close. okay. That's super cool, bro. I, you know, I love that. And I feel like you having a mentor to shine on you, to give you so much that shaped you. Like that feels like a chord that I could see why you're helping leaders become leaders in a better way because of how much value you got from that. Mm. Cause my first mentor was my first martial, martial arts teacher. And I was like hood rat kid needed structure, you know, left a drug dealing gang cause it was just too crazy. But then I had no friends. And I was getting, you know, I was just like a target after that point. And this gym took me in and I had a strong mentor that showed me what's up and that was really I needed that now I know how much power that is to actually pass on in a responsible way and I really see that in you and when I mm-hmm. did leaders create leaders how you held space you know that was really mm-hmm. a beautiful experience just to be in it was so cool just the people that it brought in and I think the power of bringing a community together because I'm good friends to this day now with a bunch of the people that were in those <laughs> retreats like globally we hang out and and meet them places it's really cool to see that right mm-hmm. what was that transition like what was the intention? first off for Leaders Great Leaders. Yeah, bro. Thank you so much for
1: asking. And uh, bro, you hit the, like the community, man. Like that's what it's about. You know, it's about relationships. I just wouldn't be where I'm at today without the people in my life that have supported me. And, uh, you know, if you're listening to this, you're, you're one relationship away from changing the trajectory of your entire life. And a lot of times we meet those people, but are we aware of it? We're some, a lot of us are just not even present to that person that can, you know, that can bring you that next opportunity and that can change your life completely. You know, and we're just one degree away from from that person that mm-hmm. can that can change your life. And it's just having the humility and, and having the awareness and presence to, to just treat people with love and respect. And like, I'm just a student, bro. Like, you know, no matter what, even though I've had exits and I built multi million dollars, there's all these things. Like I just, I don't, I think a lot of times we put leaders on pedestals and I think we have an opportunity as a collective to just to humble ourselves. You know, there's been so many people that have come before us that have, we're we're standing on the shoulders of giants and and people who have sacrificed and have passed down old philosophy and and um you know I just I really respect I respect the people that have set me up. I respect the mentors in my life, but I feel like everybody in my community teaches me, you know. It's kind of like being a dad. That's like, yeah, I'm I'm Skyla, my daughter's like father, but like, man, I, I just I see how much she teaches me every day. And so I'm just so grateful for leaders that come into my community and, and, you know, supporting them, but also just being humble to, to also learn from them as I'm, as I'm building this. Cause you know, this ecosystem of creating leaders is something that's ever evolving. And I'm constantly looking out new ways to, mm-hmm. um, to help these leaders, to expand, to learn, to grow. And it's really about the community. And the way it happened was, like, I never thought that it was going to become this uh, this ecosystem, so to speak. For me, it was this passion of storytelling. I've always been a storyteller at heart. And when my company sold, and we were – that's what we did. We did 80 to 100 articles every day. I was like, man, like, I want to cr- – create a new outlet for this way of, exp- of expression, and I had such a passion for learning from others, I was like, all right, there's people that are vlogging, there's people launching podcasts, but how can I set myself up differently as a creator? And that's when I just sat and observed the, you know, just the the landscape of personal branding and, and people becoming coming thought leaders. And I was like, no one's really doing a documentary series behind the scenes of people, of these leaders' lives, artists, creators, leaders, entrepreneurs. And so for me, I just – I sat in a room one day and I was sitting with my brother Digital Jeff who had flown in and, and asked to interview me and I noticed he was like an amazing filmmaker. And I was like, bro, I want to create a docu-series. And we just sat on that whiteboard and planned out an entire series. And um, and for me, that was it. Like I just started traveling the world six seasons of documenting leaders' lives behind the scenes and giving people insight as to how did they discover purpose? How did they discover their path? How did they create success into their lives and, and fulfillment? And uh, it was such a passion. But what I realized was like, wow, just naturally through that content, I was creating influence i was creating community i was creating connection and so all of a sudden dude i was like whoa like i would be all all over the world i mean i'll never forget the moment that i was in israel at the at the great wall you know getting ready to put a prayer in that in the wall and there's a little jewish boy with a yarmulke like taps me on the shoulders he's probably 15 years old he's like hey are you gerard i'm like yeah he's <laughs> like oh my god i love you show leaders create leaders and i just in that moment I was just like Holy shit, like this show is really making an impact. Cool. And um, that happened in London, in Bali, in Thailand. It happened everywhere that people were watching the show pre-pandemic. And um, and that's when I was like, wow, we have something really special. And at the end of each and every episode on you, it's all on YouTube, I would always say it's more than just a show, it's a movement. And uh that's when I just decided I was like right around the time that shit started hitting the fan, you know, the pandemic mm-hmm. and black lives matter and we're just seeing all this, you know, all this stuff coming to the surface, especially here in the United States. I just realized it was I started I started having private events, like really exclusive private events, these mastermind events and having deep conversations about what's happening on the planet. What are the serious problems that are happening, and how do we as leaders go out and solve them? And then that's when it really inspired me to start taking this this up, this, up, this uh, sense of community, um, bringing it to the to the forefront to to really help inspire and create an, a place where leaders can come together, we can work on becoming the best version of ourselves, and we can support each other in in this one this huge collective mission to create a better world for our future generations for us to discover our purpose and us to support each other because it can be you know it can be really lonely and um I, I've been there where it's like you, I've you know, been going out and building my business and launching things and and uh, I've been a lone wolf and I just know that like having a wolf pack man it's it's a game changer and mm-hmm. it's just like I feel like the future of of companies our communities and so that's that's that was that's when I started to have start having these retreats. I love putting on experiences and make them really unique.
0: And uh, <laughs> dude, you totally yeah. did that. We were in a cave together at a concert in a cave, and I was like, "Are we seriously here right now? <laughs> <It was laughs> crazy!" You threw that one together, yeah. like surprised everybody, and we went into a concert in an underground cave. What are those called again? With the with the water cenotes, yeah, cenotes, yeah. yeah. That was wild. Uh, that was, that blew my yeah, mind. Man. That, yeah, man. Like, yeah, was crazy. The inspiration for
1: that was from the movie Matrix Reloaded. There's a scene mm-hmm. in the Matrix where like everyone is just jumping up and down and like sweating yeah. and like yeah. it's this underground party, right, of yeah. all these people that have woken the fuck up, right, that are like totally. broken through the Matrix. And for me, that was that scene gave me such inspiration of like creating events where. We are all liberated, man, and we're just like jamming, you know, celebrating life. Uh, But also at the same time, we're the leaders that are going out there and breaking people from being so trapped and conditioned into the systems that are no longer serving us. And so, man, that's where that inspiration came from.
0: I love that. And I wanted to ask you, you know, furthermore, since you've seen all these amazing leaders, you know, globally, what makes a great leader to you? And in today's world, how did that change And What does it mean today? Maybe a couple of years ago is different post-pandemic, pre-pandemic, whatever. Did that change what a leader is? And yeah, what are the attributes that are you're like, this is a great leader?
1: Yeah, it's a great question, brother. And you know, something that I think about and I ask so many leaders that I'm surrounding myself with and interviewing, mm-hmm. and so I appreciate the question. And uh, when I sold my company, and I was I was on a balcony and I was praying to God about like why did this happen and what's next and and truthfully like this idea of purpose never really never really came in you know at any point in time in there and before I was thirty years old and building businesses like it just it was more of like what's exciting and wanting to build something big but I didn't understand this idea of like doing something that was so innately my why and beyond the money or any kind of uh, specific external validation but something that's just like really a burning desire internally and so i think a great leader is asking that tough question as to like what my what is my purpose and dedicating themselves to something bigger than themselves and prior to Leaders Create Leaders, I think a lot of my work that, you know, the thing is, is like the hustle works, bro. Like, you know, we can have a lot of success. We know a lot of people, man, that just have a lot of that external success. But I don't feel that that is the true measure of success. It's it's that in the internal f- fulfillment that matters. And the impact that we create on this planet. And so for me, I think a a great leader has the attributes of leading from the heart, leading from a place of purpose, leading from a place of impact. How am I devoting myself to something bigger than me and actually making change and transforming and creating an impact in others? There's a level of devotion, of, of dedication to that mission. And, um, yeah, I think humility, bro. I think we, you know, we, I, I, again, like I just, there's a lot of leaders out there that can get caught, just getting caught in the hype, you know, especially with social media. And it's like humble warriors, you know, like a true leader is one that can, doesn't need to be on that stage. Like if you noticed that my retreat, I didn't, I didn't feel the need to, to be the, the star, you know, I, I'm, I'm about being a star maker at this point in time. You know, recently I did a reel. This was inspired by one of my mentors, and he talks about the journey from going from the hero to the servant. We all know that hero's journey, but there comes a time where it's like you, you've you been the hero. It's time to be the servant, and that's where I'm at. I think a, a great leader is a servant. It just not, does knows how to lead from the front but also know, knows how to be in the back. You know, knows how to actually be in front of the altar, but also knows how to be behind the altar as well and is humble, but also has the courage to to lead first. And, um, you know, it's something that I'm still learning every day, bro. I'm still crafting like how I can become a better leader every day.
0: Yeah, it's an ongoing thing. And then new things emerge in our lives like, you know, having a baby or pandemics or just stuff. And then it's like, oh, it's a different opportunity to learn uh, lead or you know, follow. And it's, it's ever changing. I get this this is very common. And that was my next question coming up was, you know, a lot of people are trying to find a mentor or find someone to learn from. And how did you find your mentor? Or what would you recommend for people that want to find a quality mentor in their life? How do they come correct? How do they find that person? How do they show up? What do you do?
1: I'll tell you that, like, the first thing is asking the question. Of like, like, for me, I remember the first moment that I was looking for that mentor. And I, it's one, I made a decision, like, I, I want a mentor. Like, wow. I genuinely want someone to guide me, right? And I was willing to provide as much value as possible. Like, I was like, I'll do anything. Like, I remember when I first asked the question, does anyone know anyone who's actually, like, made it? And this is pre, like, YouTube like entrepreneurs everywhere, and there's so many people online. You know, I was 18 years old, but I just remember being asking my my friends, like, does anybody know anyone who's like done it, done it, like with stocks or or this internet thing? And um, and when I was able to have someone that plugged me, I was just super genuine in telling them, like, hey, like I'll do whatever it takes. I'll shine your shoes. I'll get your coffee. Like whatever it is, like I just want to provide value to you so that I can, I can learn. And if there's anything I can do whatsoever. And, and I actually didn't just say that, but I just actually started to do it. Like I immediately Mm -hmm. started showing up and providing value. And, um, you know, I think a lot of people want a mentor, but they want everything handed to them. And they think that they're just entitled to have that mentor, give them their all that wisdom and knowledge. And it's like, no, like for me, like I have someone in my house, right now that wanted to get involved in my company and wants to and get mentorship and she just figured it the fuck out how to get here and like I'm like okay that's what I'm talking about you want to get involved and you want to learn and, and she's like I'll do whatever it takes and she just got on a plane you know, she started building connections with me, and how she did that is she met me at mine, a Mind Valley event, right? So go to these events, go to leaders. That's why that's how you met community at leaders, create leaders. Like, go to Fit for Service, go to Mind Valley, go to you know, go, there's so many dope events. Like, go to these events and build relationships. And then when you find that person that you really relate to, that you connect to the way they show up, their character, their mission, you just do whatever it takes to get in the room with them. And this person flew all the way here. Was resourceful, figured out a way to get the, get get a place to stay, and um, and I they're showing up and they're providing value to me right away. And so for me, I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, I want to invest into this person. I can see myself mm-hmm. helping this individual.
0: Um, and so those are some things that I would recommend yeah that's gold i love that that's exactly what i recommend to people as well and that's what happened with me when i was one that first mentor i just showed up and started sweeping the mats he didn't ask me to or anything I else like, i'll sweep the mats i'll just sweep i'll just want to be around and he just saw me sweep the mats enough that he was like you want a job i'm like you really <laughs> cool <laughs> you know that was that was sweet you know i, I love that i love seeing that um what are you like you're you you coach a very small amount of people right yours is pretty exclusive to get you know in the room and i appreciate that about you what what do you say is some of the biggest gold that you give people when you want them to stand on their own two feet and you want them to then start serving or feel more empowered to become a leader because i think that's a big part of that hero's journey is okay now you're gonna lead and that is service um what's that transformation how do you groom someone or you know push someone, coach someone into now. Okay. Now you're an agent of good. You're now, you're an agent of service Mm -hmm. rather than just you're trying to make it, you're trying to make it. Now you give, um, how do you coach someone through that?
1: Yeah, I think it's, first of all, getting them really clear as to who they are. First Mm -hmm. and foremost, we wear a lot of masks, This is why I do a lot of mask work. You know, I I take people through um, something called the breaking the mask ceremony, because we wear these masks, right, to our family, to our friends, on social media, and it's all this, this, these parts of ourselves that we um, put out into the world to to try to be liked, to be accepted, to be validated, and deep down inside, there's this, there's these parts of ourselves that we we hide from others. That's truly like who we really are. And, um, a lot of times we allow these, these shadows to run the the operating system. And, and so for me, it's, it's helping people to, to really see what are those limiting beliefs? What are these fears that are, that are having them to put on this mask? That's not who they really truly are and help them to break that mask to rewire to unlearn what how the things that they've gone through in their life and rewire new beliefs around money around love around freedom around the things that you know they that that are their values and that, the things that they they actually stand for and in helping them to align to that parts of them to that those parts of themselves of what they really stand for um and um and to go into embodying that and so First is like this awareness of what are, what are these fears, what are these limiting beliefs, what are these shadows that you're, that you're putting on um, a mask and letting run the show and then and helping you to break that and then to integrate a new version of you that is a leader, that is allowing that leader within you that is accepting all of you accepting your story where you come from kind of like eight mile and eminem you know just like fully accepting everything that you've been through and realizing that that's your superpower all those things that you feared all those skeletons of concept that's actually your superpowers that make you a superhero and allow you to relate and connect to others and so it's coming into awareness and then integrating those parts of yourself that you haven't accepted and learning how to accept those parts of you so that then I always say in order to fully express yourself, you must first fully accept yourself. And then so once you come into that acceptance and you integrate those parts of yourself that you have been hiding, then it's then coming into like full embodiment of like your, why your purpose. Now it's like, let's get clear on like, what is it that you really want to create in the world? Like who do you really want to serve and why you, what is it about you that's, that's perfectly aligned to serving that demographic uniquely that path and for who it's, who you're meant to, to, to help. And, and then you know, from there, uh, helping them to build a movement around their message, helping them to build that business around that calling. And, um, yeah, to me, I think that's kind of the pathway that I take people through. And there's just, there's many different modalities, um, that we work through, whether it's storytelling is a big one that I've always been passionate about. I just think that storytelling is similar to like meditation or breath work. It's like when we learn to own our story and, um, go into uh, oh, that's what i call the leaders the leader's journey of where what you've struggled in your life what are those shadows what are the shifts you made and then what how that leads to service and we kind of help to frame a new your your actual sacred story um that's like a modality that we take you through and then there's obviously breath work and meditation and human design and understanding who you are what makes you unique so all these different frameworks that we take people through. In the, in the mastermind, and then just cra- and then recrafting your brand now, mm-hmm. recrafting yourself, how you're going to put yourself into the world to magnetize the people that you're meant to serve. And then that's when my genius of like business building comes in because I love business. And so that's when I start to help to craft the business infrastructure around that authentic version of you.
0: Yeah, I love that. That's gold. Yeah, that's exactly kind of the journey that I had been on, and and in serving now, and I think it's super important. What I love about you was this spiritual element when we got to actually meet in person and jam, and I wanted to know was that always a part of you? You know, when you were stating, you know, this connection to God, and I find so many high level successful entrepreneurs I'm around tend to be quite spiritual people. And the ones that have lasting success that are actually ended up building a I've been around a bunch of ballers that didn't give a shit and they're just tossing money around. I got have been through that. I get it. And that just always makes me feel icky after. But then when I'm around guys like you and a and a bunch of the people I'm close with it's It's a spiritual connection. They're Mm. they're tapping into something else. And was that you know when you were stock brokering, you know, when you're in that in that in that game, penthouses and blowing money, you know, was there a spiritual aspect? Young young man, lots of money, (laughs) young rich is what I called it, right? Then the maturing, losing it all, you know, humbling yourself a bit, getting it back again. What was your spiritual journey like? And what's it like now and connected to business? Yeah, bro. Oh man. It's definitely changed so much.
1: Um, For one, I will say, though, that I've always had faith. Mm
0: -hmm. I was
1: named after a saint, St. Gerard, who's a saint of – known to be a saint of mothers and children. And I grew up with this name passed down to me. My father's middle name is Gerard. And um, I would go to church growing up where it was – the the church was the – the, play, the the national shrine of this Saint Gerard that came from Italy, came from a village of where my great-grandparents were from. And he was a devoted follower of Jesus Christ and would go around and like really support women who were expecting or wanted to get pregnant and then children who were sick, like children who couldn't walk or speak. He would, he would somehow create these miracles of like helping to heal these children. And so um, – when I inherited this name, and every year my dad, he would support this particular festival called the St. Gerard Feast. And there's these men that would wear the, to this day, it's over a hundred year tradition of these men that would wear these specific jackets. And my dad has this jacket, and they're like called the Guard of Honor. And they, pretty much protect the church. It's like a very mafia, like Tony (laughs) Soprano kind of feel. It's just really cool, man. There should be, it's it's definitely, it should be like a movie, but growing up, seeing my father wear this jacket and like carry the saint out of the church. And, you know, and, and it was this old Italian festival, like as a kid growing up my whole life to this year, to this day, every year I go and support as a a young leader for this procession. And so I've always had this connection to, my faith through that, but like, it was very religious, you know? And one one
0: second, second. I just want to say my theory of you being the dilf of the year and your name connected (laughs) to the saint of mothers and kids helping mothers. I just want to say, man, story checks out. That story checks out pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, bro. (laughs) And what's that's interesting weird, is, so dude, weird. I never,
1: I never talk about this. Like, this is actually probably yeah. something I don't even think I've ever talked about publicly on a podcast cool. before. Um, you know, and so like, it that's Saint Gerard has been something that I <clears throat> I carry with me everywhere. I've always prayed to Saint Gerard, and um, but I didn't have this spiritual connection to my my own relationship to God. It was like. It was just more so uh, growing up, it was just kind of in the church, you know, and saying my our father and growing up Catholic and these type of things that were kind of inherited, but I didn't realize that I didn't have my own personal connection to God. And uh, it didn't until I sold my company and all of a sudden I got invited into working with plant medicine that I like whoa like <clears throat> now I actually experience God like God is re- this real thing that is, you know is is not just what I've been told to do but it's like I've actually experienced this feeling of God and um this holy spirit and and this 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 I I am yeah, and it's hard to explain it's hard to put into words it's like whoa it just became really real to me and my relationship to Jesus became even more serious. Cause I started having experiences with Jesus Christ. And, you know, I'm in this, you know, it's really evolved where I'm in this unique place that's been hard to get to where it's like, <clears throat> it's because I've been like grown up Catholic. Then I got introduced to like psychedelics and plant medicine and went like, really far into that work. Right. And I was like, well, wh- where am I in my spiritual <laughs> journey? You know, <laughs> and, and then ha- becoming a dad, it really helped to hone in what are my spiritual beliefs? Cause now it's not just for me, but I also have a child and like aligning with Ashley, my, my beloved partner. And, um, and I got really clear, bro, that like, you know, I, everyone has their own system and their own, their own spiritual beliefs that work for them. For me, I'm a devoted follower of Jesus Christ and I work with psychedelics and plant medicine. And I believe in, I also, you know, I do believe in oneness. And I do understand the interconnectedness of all. And Jesus is my North Star. He is the one that I um, has helped keep me grounded in all of my ceremonies. And uh, yet I still believe in using these modalities like meditation and breath work and, and these sacred plant medicines that have been around for thousands, if not millions of years that actually have you know, been shown to impact Christ- what became Christianity, and I just think that there's such deep ancient wisdom that it's. I just feel like, you know, yes, it can be dangerous, and I highly recommend that you don't work with these modalities, these plant medicines, without the utmost reverence and safety, and making sure that you're working with them in a in a very um, intentional way, because yeah, things can come in and and. You know, it, it can alter things in, in, in a negative way if you're not careful. And so for me, I've had to learn and I'm still learning the way, the, the ways to, to, to work with these medicines in a sacred way. But I am someone who is, um, you know, I'm still learning how to, to, to make sure that for me, like everything I'm doing is through the lens of spirit, you know, I, before, uh, 33 years old i was activated through the ego mind and that's why i was creating a lot of ego success mm-hmm. and it was it was with the beginning of plant medicine 5meo dmt mother grandmother ayahuasca that i started to recreate a relationship with with god that allowed me to find wholeness within myself and start to operate from a new place and a new lens that with this new knowing that like God is, is real. And now just completely surrendering and trusting in God's plan and operating from that place of, of, um, of spirit beyond anything
0: else. That's so dope. I, I, I... I, I fuck with that on so many levels. <laughs> like I absolutely love that. And that brought me to where I wanted to stay. It was, you mentioned the ego success and you shifted at 33. You're Jesus here. And that's that's beautiful. You know, that's like the the year I had a crazy, I almost died. I did have a rebirth at 33. So literally when I got hit by the truck, I was I also 33. And so to wow. see that all shift around, you know, then what is, there's the ego success. So you're building for ego success and then going into Spiritual success? What would you call it now? Because I totally yeah. got that yeah. out of you, and I loved that. So yeah, what what's that like? How does that? Yeah, you know out? where
1: I'm at now is kind of great. Question is is integrating. There, you know, my friend posted uh, a post about this idea of integrated wisdom, and I thought it was really powerful because it's, you know, it's really aligning the head with the heart. And so for me, for one, uh, spiritual success. First and foremost, it is internal and it's creating – because at the end of the day, like what do we really want, right? You can say a million dollars, a billion dollars. You want this house. You want all these external things, but really that's not what it is. It's the feeling that those things give us. It's The, it, the freedom isn't just time freedom or financial freedom, doing what you want, when you want, how you want. It's the inner freedom of like, whew, man, no matter what, like I love myself. Like I'm whole, like I don't need anything else because I know that I am whole, you know, I am a miracle as it is. Like I got life, you know, and just the, the the opportunity to just be grateful for this amazing life that I have. And, um, and for me, I feel like it's, from that place of just like, man, I love myself. And cause I didn't really understand the idea of self love, but like from that yeah. place of like really loving yourself, like really accepting yourself. And I've had to do some like deep mirror work, deep go through some, and I'm still doing that work, like reconnecting to my inner child, but you know, coming into that full acceptance of myself and loving of myself from that place. I'm no longer operating from needing validation, needing to prove myself, needing the million dollars or the house or the thing in order for me to feel worthy, to feel enough. And so I think spiritual success is operating from a place of knowing you're enough, knowing you're worthy just as you are fully Mm -hmm. and now going out and then integrating because you can still have the million dollars, the billion dollars. Like for me, what I love about Leaders Create Leaders is like I'm looking to not just create the spiritual success i feel like it's it's both it's the leading with the spiritual success of the inner freedom but also helping those conscious leaders to create the outer freedom as well because there's a lot of people also that i know that are you know very liberated yet don't have they don't know how do i take this purpose though and actually actualize it into creating much more much more impact and income and influence in the world and uh i really want to be a bridge. To those leaders that get to have it all, you know, that get to create that inner success, but also can also still integrate having the outer success as well and not feeling ashamed of that too.
0: Definitely. I think we deserve to have, I still like nice shit. <laughs> like I like I, right. I lived in Ubud, Bali for three years, the, the capital of broke hippies that are on their spiritual path. Like that's the epicenter. I was in it. And then I was like, wait a minute. I like nice shit still. <laughs> I still want to have yeah. friends. I still want to be, you know, I still want it, but I want to be of service and helping the world. So I think it's really important though, because that's just a, an extension of your spiritual practice is how much can you actually actualize, you know, can you spiritually yeah. be actionable, you know? And I think that's really important. I right, G. So I got another question. I was thinking, what would you say to people who don't think that they're a leader? There's no leader in me. I don't know if I'm just a follower. I'm just not the leader type. What would you say to people like that that are thinking that?
1: Yeah, well, uh, first and foremost, I feel like we have an epidemic of people that have just become followers and follow suit. And, you know, I think we all see see that with social media, you know, how many of us have just been like craving followers and following each other. And I, I think, now is the time for you to think about how you can lead your own life and and really not get so caught into the comparison or the imposter syndrome of what you think a leader needs to be. I feel like we all have the opportunity to step up and be that leader. I think we're born as leaders because God has given us the free will, you know, and there's just an opportunity to take full ownership and responsibility for your life. Like nobody else is going to make it happen for you. And I think the moment that we can just realize that we have one life, one opportunity, and uh, it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's your life. So I think just tapping into empowering yourself. To really choose how you want to use your time while on this planet and, and do it in a way that brings you joy, that f- brings you fulfillment, that is kind, that is compassionate, that um, touches other people's hearts, and that ultimately is just you being you. I think the type of leaders that we need now are not the old school leaders that are just going out and demanding... How it's supposed to be done, like we need compassionate leaders and authentic leaders, leaders that are great listeners, not just ones that are going out there and just boasting and telling people how to live their life like no, like it's about you just being an example of being yourself and uh again, like coming back to like loving yourself and then allowing that to then outport into everyone else around you where you just raise people's vibrations and you care for others. You want to see what's be- the best in others. And you're willing to, uh, yeah, just go after your dreams and and believe in yourself. And and that's that's for me is like tapping into that leader within is just every day waking up and setting myself up to win and leading myself looks like making my bed, you know, and <sighs> Uh, having the taking the time to make sure that I prioritize my prayer and prioritize meditating and, and journaling and listening even to myself, like what do, what do I really want? Asking myself the tough questions and tapping into what what does bring me joy and and making decisions that are in alignment to my values, in alignment to what I what I truly desire, even if it's um, it may not make sense to others, but choosing choosing that what feels in alignment for myself. Um and uh, I think that's the opportunity for us to to come into that alignment for ourselves. And when we can do that, that's when we can start to lead others by just being the example because we can't really tell people how to live their life. Like we've never we don't I'll never know what it was like to be Aaron growing up and walk a day in your shoes. But I do know that by me living my authentic life and by me being myself, ultimately that can inspire you to, um, to tap more into what, what will bring you happiness and what will allow you to get closer to, to going after your dreams. And uh, for me, that's, that's it. I just want to lead my life in the way that feels the most aligned and hopefully inspire others to, to do the same for
0: themselves. That's super dope. And you sort of answered what the next question I had was, you know, what are the gains that you get from becoming a leader? And you answer that with, you get alignment within yourself. And if you're able to lead yourself and walk your own path and do your own thing, then you can lead others. But you then are having direction, alignment, purpose. It's, there's so many benefits to being like, I'm going to be a leader. It doesn't mean, you know, you need to be anything you're not. It just means taking more direction in your life. Like if you could add anything to that of, okay, somebody who's maybe they're a little introverted or, you know, maybe they're just like, ah, I don't know if I'm the leadership type, but what are the forms and shapes of leadership for the people who, you know, aren't loud, audacious, extroverted, tattooed Indian men or everyone else?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. I, there's a there's a really great book I recommend. Primal, believe it's Primal Leadership, and it goes in different archetypes, right? And it's just, I think that there are different ways to lead, and just figuring out what is the way that feels that feels natural to you, and uh, if that's ultimately being a better listener and being the person that can hold space, is that by you being someone that takes bold action and is able to um, lead from the front lines? Is it you being a great supporter? You know, I I feel like I look at Leaders Create Leaders is about like all of us creating leaders within our teams. Um, I I empower my team to all be leaders in their own right. And so it's like being clear as to what what role you want to play what role do you want to play and how can you play that role to the best of your ability? And I think it's about tapping into that innate inner genius that if you're listening to this, you have, you have a superpower about you. And I think that it's about like getting really clear as to what that superpower is and being the best that you can possibly be at that thing. And that that's leadership. And I think leadership is also just about caring, you know, like just really fucking caring, caring about the, about the people in your life and asking them questions about what Um, what's, what's that, what makes them happy or what are their dreams and, and just supporting others, whether it's your employees, whether it's your friends, whether it's family, but like just supporting people in, and, uh, in making their dreams a reality and, uh, finding that joy within themselves. And I think it's, you know, I think there's, there's different ways to lead and yeah, I feel it's, it's both from the front end and, and from being a great listener. And it's about also knowing like, and it's like knowing when to follow. And it's also knowing when to, to step in the front and be the first to take action and to take that risk and take that leap of faith and, and, um, being okay with failing and being okay with making mistakes that, and and just leading and saying, Hey, that's all right. I'm just going to continue to learn and gain experience. Even if it's, if it doesn't work, that's all right. I'm going to keep Check. I always tell my team, if you're not making mistakes, we're not moving forward. So it's like just continuing to step forward every single day because life is tough, you know, and leading just looks like, hey, how can you how can you focus on the present? How can we focus? How can we make today great? You know, how can I make a difference today? What is one thing that I can do to move my dream forward? You know, what is something I can do today to, you know, pour into the people around me that I love? What's something I can do for myself to make myself healthier mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, financially. And so, um, it's, it's every day making efforts be, to be 1% better.
0: I love that. Absolutely. It's those small little steps. And that's what, that's, what's really driven my life. It definitely is just, just a little bit, just do a little bit better. <laughs> and then it'll stack up over time and you're not a crazy person anymore. And I love to see like, you know, just how, well, you've collated a body of work in leadership. And it was so dope being in Leaders Create Leaders to see that end of it. You know, the flow and the direction and then the connection and people. And I think that's that's it, tribe. That, that was the most beautiful thing. That that was my biggest takeaway from that entire registry was people. Like just we need people. And how do you want to show up in that group? And then make sure you connect and also upkeep relationships, like, you know, and so that provide value things important. Like if I have a connect, I'll like, I'll message you. I'll be like, bro, I got this connect. This is good. This one worked out or something like that just cause you want to share it with your people. And that's so important. Um, I find is the collaboration, not a competition, um, type of leadership as well. Cause I see a, another leader in you. I'm like, Oh, cool. Mm. Like we, we're both leaders. We can lead our own flocks, but also in charge of, the betterment of all. And I think that's what people need to be set stepping up and doing is like, okay, we all need to lead right now because life is hard. You're right. Shit is crazy out there. So us capable human beings, us, you know, switched on capable human beings that just want good things to happen for others. We need to lead together. And that's one thing I'm super passionate Mm. about now is we we, got to stick together, man. (laughs) We got to stick together.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We rise together, you know, and and it's like, it's so true that you know, we are an extension of like the five people that we hang around with most. And so that's why I'm constantly auditing my friends and mm-hmm. auditing like who who is in my circle of influence and, um, you know, being intentional with creating tribe and creating community and uh, the relationships that I'm building. Uh, because it's just, it's so important, you know, we, we rise when we're surrounding ourselves with others that are empowering us, that are challenging us, um, that want to see us win, you know, if your friends are not cheering you on, if they're not celebrating you, if they're not challenging you, if they're not empowering you, then it's like, okay, it's time to, it's time to move on and find, find new relationships that are going to help you to grow. Um, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't mean you're not going to still love your friends that you grew up with. I still love, you know, so many of the homies that I grew up with. I'm still super, super close with so many of my friends. And I had to make a conscious decision. It was like, yo, I need to build some new relationships out here that, that are doing the work, the inner work that are getting spiritually aligned, that do want to play real fucking big and play the infinite game. And that are going to challenge me that like, when I'm in crisis, I can call them and they're not just going to yes me. They're going to challenge me. They're going to give me new perspectives and they're going to build me up. You know, they're going to see the best in me and they're going to cheer me on, man. And sometimes we need that, those words of affirmations. And so you know, I think that's one of the greatest, re- greatest reasons why to go to these retreats, go to these masterminds. It's like you hit the nail on the head is the relationships. And um, yeah, bro, it was just so cool because within Leaders Create Leaders, I try to give everyone an opportunity to lead. That's why I kind of take a step back. I'm like, I want everyone to have – because every single one of us is a leader in our own right, and we can make an impact in people. And it's just figuring out what is that what is that uniqueness about you that makes you special, that makes you the superhero. You know, you look at X-Men, it's like every, every superhero, you know, Cyclops has got the vision, you got Wolverine over here, you got Storm with the lightning, you got, you know, you have all these different superheroes. If you look at the Avengers, you know, you look at all these cool superheroes and I just, I look at what's going on right now in our generation. I just see so many dope superheroes and I just want to help these superheroes to harness their gift. And then direct that gift in a way that's going to help to expand the hearts and consciousness of this planet. Um, and so, that's what it's about, bro. Mm.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. Let's be superheroes together. This is a vibe. <laughs> 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 then closing out, I had like a funny idea in my head. It just made me really happy to see you in your. Bentley, I love that car. That's one of my favorite cars with your daughter, uh, your beautiful, beautiful daughter, your beautiful wife, and listening to Chris Brown look at me now. And then, like, <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then it's directed at those guys who like sucker punched you and bullied you and be like, look at me now. And I'm like, that's like, Yo, uh, dude, that made me really happy. Oh, man. <laughs> Thanks, dude.
1: I'll never forget when I went to my high school reunion, dude. That was the weirdest thing ever. I don't know what? if anyone has ever done their high school reunion and in- And it's like, for me, at least it was like, man, like just remembering how much people doubted me, how much I got bullied, jumped. Oh shit. Um, just all the things, man. And just like becoming the first millionaire in my school, uh, was just like, I just remember when I got there, it's like, whoa, holy shit. Like, you know, and and, and it's true, man. Those same people that hate on you are one day going to ask you how you did it. And that's not my life, bro.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How did it feel? Was it a bit of a flex? Like, did it feel good? Or like, what What was it like? That honestly, first I, honestly, I was a little like shy, dude. I was a
1: little like I, the little, honestly, the little boy in me, I still need yeah. some inner child healing. Like the little boy in me was still like, uh, I don't feel like I belong, you know? Like I felt like, yeah. I still felt like it brought up a lot for me of still feeling so different and feeling still like the outcast. But I gotta admit, it felt a little better feeling all that way, and still knowing that, like, you know, it, it reminded me of like, wow, how far I've come, and that felt good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like being able to to do certain things, like pay off my parents' mortgage and and write fifty thousand dollar checks to people in my family, and you know, buy, surprise my sister with a car when she she never she couldn't afford a car her first car like i surprised her with her dream car and just just things that like yo it's just like yo giving to people you love like that yeah. is the best feeling in the world flying all my like real friends you know flying them all to miami and putting them on a super yacht and you know taking jet skis out and you know all the things bro like getting super cars for all my friends You know, just, that that kind of shit is just like, it makes, it's just, it's the best feeling. Um, It's the best feeling. And that I think is part of it. I think that when I did my high school reunion, though, I still didn't have the, like I still didn't go through my own inner healing, you know? And so even though all that stuff felt really great and I'm so, no regrets, I love all that. I honestly, like we talked about earlier, bro, the best was when I got to detach from from all of it, man, and and reconnect to little Gerard to Jeezy, and uh, <laughs> you know, like, that was I love it that. For me.
0: Man, I just love that. Yeah, the thing that I loved the most about you was like your heart and your vulnerability and how you'd show up, and it was just so real, and that you you did not at all have this like cocky, audacious, like in a bad way, like you didn't have any, uh, this ego. I feel like, you know, you're around other people that you're like, Oh, he's, he's been in practice for a while and you can feel that that you show up and it's Mm. just like love. And that's what I really loved about you. Mm. When we first hugged, when I first saw you, we were hella late for that retreat because the, <laughs> the address was all messed up. We went the wrong way. We're in this crazy road. Oh, out, yeah. Oh, yeah. Out in Tulum, like way out there. Right. So it was like, it was not. We were, we were out there for like an hour trying to find the place yeah. in the jungle. So we showed up like, you know, an hour late to <laughs> the first, the first opening ceremony, you know, to open the retreat. Yeah. So we were like stressed. Yeah. Like the whole car vibe yeah. was like ah. two of two cars following uh, each other. we hella yeah. late. Right. And then the first thing I come up, you came and hugged me first. And I was like, all right, it's all good. And That was really sweet. Yeah, you know, I felt welcomed. Yeah. I felt good. It was like, okay, we're good that you bring that type of leadership energy. And I really respect mm-hmm. that in you as a leader. You know, I saw that same thing in Aubrey Marcus. He came and gave me a big hug and I was just like, damn, that's the type mm-hmm. of leader I want to be. It inspires me to lead yeah. with heart, you know, and mm-hmm. not this ego shit. It's just, that's the strongest thing that we do have is that heart and you have a big one and it shows Thanks, what you have in your life and how you treat the people you love and i'm like yeah that's that's the way so thank you for inspiring me bro i really appreciate oh, that dude man. i fully
1: received that dude like <laughs> man just yeah bro we need those compassionate leaders in the world mm-hmm. and uh i learned it took me a long time to really learn that um but we're starting a new a new world right now leaders like you and and if you're what listening to this still you know i know you're 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 like us, you know. You're, you're stepping into that new paradigm of the way that we're building businesses and the way that we're leading communities, leading in our homes. Um, the way that we're the new ancestors is just it's really beautiful to um, see, man. We, we're coming back to love. We're coming back to the simplicity of wh- who we really are at the core. Um, and so, man, it's an it's an honor to know you, man. We have so much dope shit to do together. I can't wait to see you yes. again. And,
0: Me too. Um, Considering
1: coming to to Bali for a leaders leaders retreat, and so uh, definitely looking forward to you, um, being being a leader, uh, within the within that retreat. So
0: yeah, bro, I'm so excited about that. You know, I got you on lock in Bali, of course, man. I got you. Um, that'll be amazing. You come, hook you up with some tattoos at my shop. We'll get you in. man, I I love that. And I definitely highly recommend anybody listening check out Leaders Create Leaders. Do you got a book coming out too, right? There, there's, yeah, I've been working on it now for a yes. while. Um, I got I got more than
1: one book in the and it's yeah. crazy the, right. the journey of writing this book, man. It's just it, it there's it one book that came together and then it, and then it evolved into an, a, a second book, and so we'll see which the publishers take first. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, coming soon, twenty twenty four. I'm definitely gonna have. Um, my book coming out into the world. So stay tuned for that. And, yes. uh, it's, you know, it's something I just didn't want to do just for like, you know, a lot of people write books for, I don't know, you know, flex, whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's like, I really wanted to be something that's like an, an an heirloom that I'm proud of, man. Like, so I'm yeah. taking my time with it, but stay
0: tuned. It's gonna be, it's gonna be really powerful. I'm super excited about it. And you know, anybody listening, please, if you found value out of this, uh, share it to share the message of becoming, you know, a deeper leader. Cause the leader the leaders are needed in this world. We're needed conscious leaders. We've got to stick together. And we also got to inspire more to jump on the path to make the world a better place and lead with heart. So, you know, this is a mm-hmm. free broadcast. I do it for free. G came on for free. His time is extremely valuable, flexing that for sure. So to have him on, I'm really, really grateful. And that, That is something that please share this so we can get more people um, like us to band together to make a difference. So please, I ask you, give it a share, follow G, go to Leaders Create Leaders. Definitely check that out. That is super worth it. And um, yeah, keep walking the path with us. Thank you for listening, everybody. G, I love you, bro. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Love you too, brother. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Ink Pray Love podcast. I hope you found it inspiring, entertaining, funny, and also feeling a little bit more present and connected to yourself. Please leave a review and like and subscribe and do all those things. I'd really appreciate that. As well as if you're feeling in a giving mood, this podcast is there for the charities that I love to support. Go to www.arambaya.com forward slash charity and get some of those good karma points. This podcast is brought to you by Lighthouse Studios in Bali, as well as Full Reset Coaching. That is my coaching practice. And if you're looking for help in business, in your game, impact and building your legacy to be something you're proud of, your brand, your business, and how you walk the earth and who you impact. And also having the mindset and the heart set to be able to be happy handling it all. I'm here for you. Just DM me. Let's go. Peace out, homies. I'll see you on the next episode.